Real Presence Live. To be patient to share Christ, but to be urgent, you know, just take advantage of that opportunity, that open door, that little bit of trust. Local. When we're truly and fully alive and Catholic, we have hearts that are actually that desire the good of the civil order. Engaging. But I have to start the day off by saying, you know, Father God, I offer myself to you to do with me as you wish. Live. There is a human longing for beautiful things and traditions. And if these aren't found in the church, people will seek them elsewhere. It's time to grab a cup of something warm or cold, if you prefer, as we join host Michael Wilde and Father Will Thompson coming to you from St. James Coffee in Rochester. Good morning and welcome to St. James Coffee and welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live and welcome to a new year. Father Will, good to be here with you. Absolutely, it is good to be here and uh, you know it was, a, it was a brisk walk over this morning uh, so I'm going to look forward to having a little <laughs> coffee later on to keep warming me up but uh, it's a good day. Yeah, it's it, it's, day. it is a good day and it's a still a, a, the ninth day of Christmas so uh, Christmas cheer is all around us and can keep us warm uh, throughout these days. Absolutely. Um, uh, we can try and convince ourselves of that our toes and fingers might not agree <laughs> could you start us off in prayer absolutely in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen heavenly father we pray to you today through the intercession of saints basil and gregory that we would grow in true friendship that we would find friends that help us to grow in goodness in truth and wisdom in holiness friends that will challenge us to live in you and to love you more deeply be with us today open our hearts and our minds to receive the gifts that you desire to give us. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, you said the saints today are? Basil and Gregory. That's right. Basil, not basil. Right. We don't want to mistake the saint for the herb. (laughs) The saint for the herb (laughs) or seasoning. Um, But there is perhaps some potential mistaking the saint and our producer, our production assistant this morning, Gregory. Um, You are a saint in the making, correct? Well, hopefully. Uh, I'm pretty sure this, this Gregory, um, I'm actually named after the Pope, St. Gregory, Gregory the Great, but mm-hmm. I'll take this guy too, so, you know, the yeah. more the well, merrier, right? I'm pretty sure the Pope took this guy. I mean, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you kind of, by proxy, have, have uh, this Gregory mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. So anyway, nonetheless, <laughs> what's going on on the show today? Can you give us a little update? So uh, coming up this morning, have you made yours yet? It's not too late to decide not to. While the beginning of the new calendar year is an opportunity to reset, Dr. Marcy Moran will explain why making resolutions may not be the most fruitful or healthy way to start 2019. And the mystery of faith. Why do we describe so many aspects of our faith as mysteries? Our mystery guest will explain the values of mysteries. That's a lot of mystery. And as the mad rush, as the mad rush of gatherings and gift giving tapers off, many may want to kick back and relax with friends. Brian Cusick and Eric Klein will share a way young adults can do also do that while gaining insights to our faith. All this and much more coming up this morning. All right. Well, thank you very much, Gregory, and uh, we'll. Uh turn to the Holy Spirit a little bit this morning because um, there has been uh, there's a funeral that is happening in the Fargo Diocese of a priest um, 
and uh, eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and may perpetual Tradition light shine upon him. Um, and that has taken away a couple of our guests, actually, that we had lined up. So the mysterious guest continues to be a mystery, um, although we do know who it will be. But uh, we, we are so grateful for the Holy Spirit to guide us through so many conversations. Father, as we're leading into this new year, um, mm-hmm. and still within the Christmas season, we don't want to ignore that, but uh, are you a New Year's resolution type of guy? Have you made any? Well, you know, I was uh, preaching yesterday for uh, the, the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, mm-hmm. and, um, and I said, you know, if you're anything like me and you have not yet made a resolution, <laughs> um, uh, I, I suggested simply one day at a time, follow the will of God. Hmm. Wow. What a wonderful jo- way to look at things. If we could all just spend that, that effort one day at a time to follow the will of God and to be united with his will. And I think in general, that's one of the things that gets us as we think, oh, I have to do this the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's one day at a time. And when we seek the will of God, we'll experience God's blessing. When we seek the will of God, we'll experience happiness. Uh, when we seek the will of God, we'll receive the, all the gifts that we, we really need uh, mm-hmm. to get through our days. Wow! Yeah, yeah. If we if we do that, it's it's uh it's uh, interesting. Sometimes I mention to people, you know, I prefer to be called Michael because of Saint Michael. And I just realized, do you prefer to be called Will, uh, Father Will, <laughs> um, to be to be united and reminded of uh, God's will? <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's not it. But uh, some people have have said, well, it's either God's will or it's your will. You know, you know, <laughs> Father's uh, will be done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that is also very important. And, and I, too, I, it was funny. My, my wife and our, our 14-year-old girl were, were together for New Year's Eve. Um, my son was, uh, our, our other kids were off doing other things, but uh, my wife said, so what's your new, re- new Year's resolution? Let's go. And so she said hers, and then um, the 14-year-old said hers, and I was still contemplating mine. Then we moved on to the next topic, so I didn't even get put on the spot by my own family. <laughs> but um, New Year's resolutions can be quite uh, interesting as we go through them. And um, when, we're, uh, when we're preparing to go through... Um, so when we're pre- we're just getting kind of an update. I apologize for my stutter there. Um, when we're preparing to go through uh, it, these New Year's resolutions and, and setting things up and, and, and thinking about it, I mean, yes, there, there's always opportunities in our faith, Father, for us to be able to look to start anew. And the, the, the turning of the page of the calendar year is one of those things. Uh, we could do so with the turning of the page of the liturgical year. We can do so with um, the, the season of Advent or the season of Lent or, uh, you know, there's so many reasons for us to say, let's get a fresh start. But really, we don't need the excuse of uh, the calendar. No, and one of, one of my friends uh, really brought this home to me. And, and this is why I don't work too hard at setting a New Year's resolution is you know, he said, look, if you know you need to change something in your life, why wait until January 1st? Yeah. You know, just go ahead and do it. And, and I think that was reinforced a little bit. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite comic strips uh, that, that I enjoy is uh, Dilbert. And mm. uh, the, the last couple of days, uh, there's been this theme of, you know, ha- happy randomly selected calendar date. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a subjective calendar date. Or I forget exactly what Di- how Dilbert framed it. But, but I thought, you know, that in some ways that's true as far as how are, when are we going to choose to change something in our lives. If we know we need to change it, change it. Sure. You know, yeah. and, we, and as you said, we have those constant reminders in our faith, especially as we listen to the lectionary uh, throughout the year. You know, it's not just in Lent when we hear about conversion or mm-hmm. repentance. Um, 
we get those themes popping up uh, throughout the year. Sure. And, and there's ever present the opportunity to go to reconciliation and start anew mm-hmm. a- any one of us so, so uh, th- that's the challenge sometimes that people or the cop-out that we use sometimes with new year's resolutions is if we stumble and fail we say oh well it's blown now now i've got to wait for another year um before i can begin um but w- we'll continue this conversation and we'll add in an expert i think father might yeah. be the way to go with this um so we're joined by dr marcy moran and dr moran is a clinical psychologist and the clinical director of the catholic family services for eastern south dakota and a former host of let's talk mental health on lamb radio which was a portion of real presence radio um and so Good morning, Dr. Moran. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. So um, we've been talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions. It's that time of year. Uh, I, I have to ask you first, do you make New Year's resolutions, Dr. Moran? Well, I, I don't make them because I think that <laughs> usually mostly people don't keep them. And um, I just try to stay away from that because um, it can be disappointing and mm-hmm. it can be difficult for some people, more so for some people than others. For some it's more of a, of a, a joke or a, a, a point of conversation but for others they feel quite badly when they don't keep the resolution. And sure. sometimes to change behavior uh, it takes a lot of thought and a lot of planning and people will just all of a sudden say, well, I'm going to lose 25 pounds in, in three weeks or whatever. And, mm-hmm. of course, they're not going to because they haven't planned out how they're going to do that. And then they end up feeling feeling bad about themselves or feeling disappointed or um, sometimes even with some people who are vulnerable even feel depressed about that and sure. are down on themselves. So sure. I don't... Um, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a great conversational topic, <laughs> and people will talk about what they ought to do to change themselves, but I don't think it's a good idea to announce it to everyone because generally they're not kept. Right, and I, I think sometimes, you know, as you said, it's a, it's a great conversation topic. Um, I think it can help us to understand who, who the person is that we're speaking to a little bit more. It gets, it gets beyond that uh, surface talk. Um, but even so, we, we do sometimes see areas in our life that we need to change. Um, and, but why do you think it is that whether it's now, you know, January 1st or any time of the year, why is it that we can fail so often? as we try to keep our resolutions? Well, because it's, it's a habit. And for many, it's an enjoyable habit. You know, it's people like someone who smokes or, or someone who overeats. Um, it's an enjoyable habit. So it's going to take a lot of thought and a lot of planning and a lot of willpower on how to change that. You, you just cannot stop it automatically. The human behavior is... Um, finds its channels of satisfaction at times. And so it might be something they really, really like to do. And so just because they say they're going to change it, uh, that isn't going to work. It takes some planning and And some some true self-discipline for that. Right, and that, that's a wonderful word, and I want to come back to that idea of self-discipline. But, Dr. Moran, when we're talking about habits, 
um, and we talk about breaking habits, and, and, and Father Will earlier had mentioned kind of one day at a time to align your will with God is, is his goal. How do we, um, how hard is it to break a habit? What, what is involved in that process? Well, it's very difficult to break a habit because it develops for some psychological reason, usually. So it fulfills some unmet need. At least that's what the individual thinks. And um, so in order to change this, you have to change several things about what, what, how could you fulfill your needs in other ways? Uh, could it be through some other kind of self-discipline? Could it be some replacement? Could it be something that interests them also as well? I mean, it's very difficult for people to change their habits because habits were developed over time and they met a need and that need is still strong. Sure. We're talking with Dr. Marcy Moran from uh, the Sioux Falls area as the uh, clinical director of Catholic Family Services in eastern South Dakota. Um, and it's uh, wonderful to be talking, actually, about this idea of New Year's resolutions. So, Doc- you know, doc- Dr. Moran, um, you, know, you just talk about how, you know, changing habits doesn't happen over, overnight. It doesn't happen in a you know, the snap of the fingers. Um, what approach do you advise people take? when they want to change a particular aspect of their life? Well, I, I think you just cannot say in a conversation, well, I'm going to do this or I'm going to stop smoking or I'm going to do this or that. I always tell my clients that the important thing is to have a, a reasonable plan and to think about it for a while and to go at it step by step. Because sometimes the habit is physical, sometimes it's psychological, Sometimes it's both. It's important for them to know that um, this isn't going to be a, a quick fix. And so they have to go at it with some um, small steps. And then also, it's, sometimes we can substitute a good habit to replace it. So we might be able to find something else that is just as satisfying or just as rewarding. And so sometimes they can feel better about themselves at the time that they're trying to get rid of the bad habit and trying to change it. Sure. I, I actually remember uh, years ago there was a program called Way Down with the Lord, Way, W-E-I-G-H, as in lose weight mm-hmm. with the Lord. And the idea was really supplementing your eating habits or, or replacing your eating habits with Scripture, spending time with Scripture. So um, kind of an yes. interesting way to look at things um, and, a, and a good way for, to, to have that, that substitute. Um, but when I think about this, you know, you had mentioned that, uh, Dr. Moran, that, that kind of sharing these goals is maybe not broadcast what we're doing for a New Year's resolution is maybe not the best idea for some people. Um, but in some ways, for me personally, I've felt like if I said this year I'm going to train more or this year I'm going to um, prepare to run a 10K or whatever the case might be, I felt like my friends were then going to hold me accountable. How do you feel about rec- or about sharing your, your plans with other people? Well, I, I think that there's a difference in whether it's a bad habit or you're going to develop a good habit. You know, if you're going to exercise more um, and then you don't, um, your friends will know that, but it won't feel as hard for you than if you're going to rid yourself of a bad habit and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because there's some reason you don't do it. 
So I think it's more difficult to um, to get rid of a bad habit than than to improve with a good habit. Sure. Now, Dr. Moran, um, you know there, there there are bad habits, there are good habits, um, but then sometimes we start realizing that it's not really a habit; it's an addiction. Um, now we just have mm-hmm. a couple of minutes left, but uh, what what does someone do if they realize that what they thought was a habit really is an addiction? Well, if it's an addiction, they need some professional help because usually it's physical and psychological. Mm-hmm. And if it's physical, um, it should be very dangerous. Like let's say someone tried to stop drinking, but they they had drank a lot in their lifetime. Their body adjusted to that. It would not be a good idea to go cold turkey or to cut it off completely. It would change their metabolic system so drastically that it could put them in danger. So they really need to have some professional help if it's an addiction. Well, that's wonderful insight, and we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us, uh, Dr. Marcy Moran. Um, and if people need to turn to someone for counseling, h- how should they get in touch with you? Well, they can call our agency at 605-988-3775, and oh. we can uh, find them the kind of professional help they need. And sometimes, you know, it requires... Um, more than just um, psychotherapy. Sometimes right. we can begin that way, but sometimes the assessments indicate that there is more of a physiological dependency. Sure. So well, we encourage all of our folks listening to to really contemplate what your uh, your uh, desire is and your will, the will of God is for you for this year. We thank Dr. Moran for being with us. Thank you so much. It's time for us to take our first break of the morning, but we need you to stay with us because when we return on Real Presence Live, we're going to talk about some of our favorite things, and you'll have your chance to call in and talk about yours. So, and later we're going to have a mystery guest speaking about speaking in tongues, and we're going to talk about beer. All coming up on your Catholic radiostation.com or stick with us on your local radio station here on Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Gregory Sponskowski, one of the production assistants at Real Presence Radio. And this is Eli Copenhaver, the other production assistant. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. I love Real Presence Radio. I have learned so much from Mornings with Mother, from Women of Grace. I love Morning Glory. I love Cresta in the Afternoon. And Catholic Answers is absolutely the best. Thank you very much, everyone at Real Presence Radio, for all you do to increase our faith, our hope, and our love. 
I was kind of like a ship without a rudder, and listening to Real Presence Radio has given me direction. It has um, helped me when I've, I've been down at times. There's, there's always never been a time where a question hasn't come up on the radio that I said, huh, I was thinking about that, and boom, the answer is there. And that is very important. Uh, the prayers that we hear, the people that are genuinely concerned with our well-being as Christian people in a Christian community is just important. It just is, I can't express the joy and the feeling of, of, of community and love that we get just from listening to Real Presence Radio. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. Hey everyone, this is Andy Shaw along with my favorite person, Father Mike Malloy. You got it. Wishing you a Merry Christmas, a blessed and wonderful holiday season. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for being you. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to host Michael Wilde and Father Will Thompson from St. James Coffee in Rochester, where the steam is rising off warm drinks and the great conversations are aplenty. Great conversations are indeed aplenty, and it's a wonderful joy to continue our conversation here on this first Real Presence Live of the new year. That's right, it's um, 2019 now, it? Isn't is, it? 2019, <laughs> how weird, right? Uh, it's going to take me a month to get used to that. Oh, it, it really is. is. Yeah. I, it, there are still times, I mean, this. I don't write checks very often, but uh, a few months ago I wrote a check and I signed. I dated it 2016. I don't know what was still going on there. You know, it's so rare that we actually think about the year and the time and place. Um, but time and place is so important for us. And we were just talking with Dr. Moran um, about New Year's resolutions. We were talking about our own, you know, self-discipline is such a big part of that too. Um, you know, for, uh, for me honestly i mean she mentioned overeating or 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 overindulging in food that's one of my big challenges it's no secret um you know you can look at me and kind of guess <laughs> that maybe that's part of my challenge um but but to, to understand that god is calling us to something greater and that through our discipline and through our which you know it, it's no uh no accident that the word discipline is 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 a variation of disciple to That's follow right. the uh, the lord's will um you know these new year's resolutions can change us if we go about them with a plan as dr moran was saying yeah and, and i like i liked how she said that you, you know you can't with a lot of these you know especially breaking bad habits you can't simply say i'm gonna do this and there you go uh sure. but it does take that it takes planning it takes 
consideration. It takes re, you know, repeated um, ways of, of looking at a new future. You know, as I um, uh, counsel people uh, who want to change their habits, um, you know, there's uh, I, I've a little bit into to brain science and uh, understanding how the, how the, the mind works and you know, the more that I read about brain science the more that I think that you know it's, it's great that science is catching up to, the, to religion and theology <laughs> um, you know that's uh, you know, a lot of lot of people will say well you know you know God and and, and, and uh, science they're, they're separate well, actually not really I mean you know, religion has understood things about the human the way humans function sure. long before science was able to prove anything or identify it or put particular words to it our faith has guided us there is what you're saying that's right that's right and so one of the things that i uh, encourage people to do is uh, to invite the holy spirit to allow the holy spirit to help you see a different future hmm. to hope yeah, you know, that, that, sure. that we, we can hope in very practical ways by in prayer rehearsing those different scenarios where, hmm. all right, it's 10 o'clock at night and I could either go to bed or I could go to the refrigerator. And, uh, you, know, as, you know, throughout the day, if we just take a few moments uh, on a repeated basis to imagine that scenario and to imagine with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, how can this end differently? The Holy Spirit does help us to start enacting those those new uh, new behaviors, sure. Uh, to, to to think differently, to act differently, um, even when we're totally caught off guard. Yeah, sometimes yeah. we might say, "All right, it's just this time of the day when I'm affected," but then tomorrow, you know, something is different, and I'm caught off guard. And uh, but as we um, regularly allow the Holy Spirit to help us to imagine a different future, even when we're caught off guard, you know, we can still have that good habit, sure, you know, that, that we follow. Absolutely. And, and to remember that a, a, a failure or a small stumbling block in the way is not a complete failure and is not a, a reason to give up that good intention. We had that good intention to change or to improve our lives, but in fact, stumbling just shows that we're human, right? <laughs> and, um, and Jesus himself stumbled when he was carrying the cross and, and fell to the earth when he was carrying the cross because he was fully human and, and succumbed to that pressure. Um, and so we need to understand that if we do stumble, our next step is to get back up and to look to the Holy Spirit and to be empowered. It's kind of funny because today um, uh, th we, we had a segment uh, a few weeks ago or last week I guess it was about the 12 days of Christmas and how there's the, the, the tradition that um, potentially it started with uh, teaching catechism when the Catholic Church was underground in England and the ninth day of Christmas I believe is uh, reference to the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit right. um, and could be in some translations 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit uh, <laughs> but you've got to put the, for those the sake of the song, for the we'll, sake use of the song we'll use nine <laughs> and and um, you know to think that you have to put those gifts the gifts of the Holy Spirit into action in order to have the fruit be yielded um, mm -hmm. is so important and we can talk a little bit more about the Holy Spirit a little bit later but that idea that we have to invest in order to get a result and to have that hope and to see that 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 potential success with our with all of our new year's resolutions or whatever way that we're asking to change during the season absolutely yeah because it's it's not a, a simple matter of uh calling on god only when you're in need 
we do call on God when we're in need. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to uh, say we shouldn't do that at all. But, uh, you know, when we're only calling on God in, in our need, I, I used the example in a homily recently. It's, it's a little bit like finding out or finding who your adopted mother is. And hmm. the only thing you want is to have her help you pay off your student debt. Hmm. She might do that. She might do that because she has that that relationship with you. Sure. And she has the desire to see your happiness. But the relationship can be so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when we pray, um, yes, we, we do intercede. We ask for that intercessory prayer. And we want to just be. Mm-hmm. We want to be in relationship. And that, that changes us. Uh, it really does change us when we are sim- simply allow ourselves to rest in the Lord, um, and that you know, that's why it's, you know, taking that time with the Holy, asking the Holy Spirit to help you hope, mm-hmm. to help you imagine a different future. Um, you know, it's not necessarily intercessory prayer, but it's it's spending that time with God and allowing God's presence to change you. Wow, you know, so so often we we think about our work and what I'm going to do, but I love what you said there, Father Will. We have to allow God to change us because we can't change on our own we, we can we can try to but it's only by god's grace that we're actually able to achieve the things that we do and so often when when people struggle with addiction or or with, it, with their challenges that they have in life they say oh i just can't beat it i just can't beat it well god can right, right. and we, we need to be able to turn to him and be able to be open to him yeah because god keeps calling us back god keeps inviting us into which even in that moment that we sin now, it could be so easy for us to say, well, you know, I, I, had, I had an extra Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, you know, I, may, I may as well just eat the entire package that I didn't give away at Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, sometimes we have a, a small fall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something, something almost insignificant. Uh, but then we just figure, you know what, I'm going to throw it all away and just go, you know, go all in. Right. Um, you know, as, I, as I've heard a few people say, you know, I'm all, you know, I already fell in the mud. I may as well wallow in it. Uh, yeah. Just take it all in. But that, but you know, even in the moment of the fall, uh, God still invites us to share in His love. Right. And to receive His love. And I've heard before the the idea from shame to grace. Right. Mm-hmm. We we go from the difficulty, and God gives us that feeling of guilt or shame or 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 negativity, so that we can realize lies not that we stir into depression but so that we can realize that he doesn't want us to feel that way um, and so so amazing things great conversation um, you know and I'd really like to uh, perhaps open this up I'd like to open this conversation up for other people to call in because it's time for Straight Talk right here on Real Presence Live. You can call in and be a part of this conversation. It doesn't have to be about New Year's resolutions. You could call in with a question about the faith. You could call in with a question about what do I do now that my team's out of the playoffs for the NFL? Um, (laughs) You know, whatever it might be. Um, You could call in and talk to us. Call 877-795-0122. It's 877 795-0122 or you can send your questions or comments to us through Facebook and we'd be glad to hear from you so please um, take a moment and and be a part of this conversation you know so often we talk about this being your family of faith and hope the way that we grow as family I I mentioned before it was my my wife and my stepdaughter and I and we were uh, sitting around on New Year's Eve and we talked about New Year's resolutions and that grew into a much more fruitful conversation beyond that and one where we can encourage each other with what we want to do differently this year but 
We want to encourage you on your journey. Wherever you're at right now, you can call us, 877-795-0122, and ask us your questions about whatever it might be. It could be about uh, faith or um, about the the teachings of the church. Um, it could be your New Year's resolution and why you think your New Year's, New Year's resolution is one that everyone should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, if Father, you said that you had uh, shared that your, your um, plan was to do the will of God every day. Um, yeah, I mean, not necessarily a New Year's resolution. Um, uh, not something I'm just planning on doing for the next year or so, but um, but to, to pay more attention, to make, pay more attention to God's will. Um, you know, I, I, I totally understand uh, what Dr. Moran was talking about, how you have to kind of train yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not only breaking bad habits, but it's also developing some good habits. Sure. And I know one, one good habit that I've been telling myself I need to do this for a long time. Uh, it's uh, part of Ignatian spirituality uh, mm-hmm. called the uh, Consciousness Examine. Mm. It's a little different from the examination of conscience. Okay. Uh, the examination of conscience, uh, you know, something you could do at the end of the day uh, before going to reconciliation, uh, sure. where you look at the state of your soul. The consciousness examine really looks at where is God at today? Hmm. Where okay. have I encountered God? Where has God been present? And how have I responded to God? It's a simple uh, five-minute prayer, uh, not sure. meant to be real elaborate. Um, and, and I do it occasionally, but it's like, you know what? If I could do this on a more regular basis, it's going to be a lot easier to be able to understand God's will, to be able to follow God's will, and to love God's will. And you know, that is a great tip too. If somebody's got a God moment, you know, I, I think we've all seen, my friend Bobby calls them God winks. Um, Bobby, maybe you're listening right now. Maybe you can call in with a God wink that has happened recently. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that little moment where you catch this glimpse of God working in your life, um, being consciously aware. Um, and sometimes it's, for me, honestly, Father, I think one of my God moments frequently, especially during this weather, is when you take a breath in outside and you feel the air almost crystallized in your nostrils. Mm-hmm. I just feel so strangely close to God in that moment. Um, it's an awareness of the Holy Spirit. It's awareness of nature that God has created. And it's so important. So please pick up the phone. Give us a call. Let's share your God moments or your New Year's resolutions or questions you have about the faith at 877 795 So tell us, Father, a little bit more about this. If we're going to be consciously aware of those God moments, um, the, the conscious examine is that was what, Exam- uh, uh, consciousness examine, okay. um, and it's just it's just being conscious, being aware of where where God is at, and you know as you do it on a regular basis, uh, it gets to the point where even though you might still have that five minutes where you really focus on it, you just become more aware on a regular basis, a daily basis, of where God is at. Hmm. how God is moving in you, around you, in others. Um, and it helps you to, to, you know, to draw you in towards praise and thanks to God, that God does still work. Hmm. Um, and, I, and even just that, that example that you give uh, about you know, breathing in that, uh, that air that crystallizes, um, for me, I, you know, I, I look at that sometimes as a, a reminder of the gift of life, mm-hmm. um, that you know, breathing is one of those necessary things that we can take for granted. <laughs> You're right. Um, and, and yet sometimes we have those experiences, whether it's going outside and have your, having the air crystallized or, you know, <clears throat> as I'm battling this cold right now, I was like, sure. okay, I can't breathe like <laughs> I want to. And uh, you know, it helps you not to take that for granted. 
And I think that's what the consciousness exam helps, is you don't take God for granted, uh, but you become aware, you let that lead you towards gratitude, uh, and also lead you towards conversion, if that's, if that's what God is inviting you to. Sure. And I would think, too, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, Father, that, um, and somebody else hopefully would call in with this sort of a question. This might be the type of question you could call in, listeners. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So here's how it goes. If you're going to ask a question, it can be a simple thought that crosses your mind, and just pick up the phone and dial eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So, Father, when we're talking about that awareness of conscious, that examine of consciousness, um, would that also fit then with um, when Jesus, when when Jesus, when the the followers asked? Lord, when were you naked and we had the chance to clothe you? When were you hungry and we had the chance to feed Precisely. you? Um, Precisely. Precisely. I mean, yeah. it's not just about recognizing the glory of God, but perhaps some the other humility of God sure. as well. And, the, and the, you know, the ways that God invites us to live in love of God and love of our neighbor. Uh, that we, we just become more aware of those opportunities. Because I know for myself, and I think that there are a lot of other people out there, you know, I get caught up in my own calendar. I get caught up sure. in uh, having to make the, the next appointments, having to prepare for the next talk or homily, um, and I can miss out. Hmm. I can miss out because I've got those blinders on, you know, like you see on the horses, where they, they only sure. see what's right in front of them. And uh, I think the consciousness exam helps us to expand our periphery, our peripheral vision, sure. so that we can see God's invitation, God's presence more clearly. And so that's a one way that we can develop a habit. And see how easy that was, folks, for me to <laughs> express that question. And then we get a good insight from Father far beyond what we would expect. So you could call in, or if you're not feeling up to it, may, we've, we've already encountered a few people this morning that have a little bit of tickle in their throat or aren't feeling well. You can send your message to us via Facebook. So go ahead and send your message to us on Real Presence Radio uh, via Facebook, or call us at 877 877 to call in with your questions. And so when we're talking about building those, not, not just exploring my conscious, Father, but, but, but building that into a habit, how do we really start to make those things, those positive, good habits? How, do we, how, do we, how would you recommend that we venture out in that way? You know, I, I often think that the first step in developing good habits is you know getting out of a navel gazing sort of attitude hmm. where I'm only looking at myself and my bad habits. Sure. Um, if I you know when I, when I when I'm only looking at my bad habits, and I'm not saying we should we, do, we can't change those or shouldn't change them, uh, it, it limits us, um, okay. and it limits us in particular because sometimes it's developing good habits that helps us to overcome the bad habits. We, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like if we're trying to cha- you know, break a bad habit, we're trying to get back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. But build, you know, building good habits helps us to go above and beyond. Mm. And so when we look at the good habits, that can help us to whittle away at those bad habits. It can help to diminish the strength of bad habits as we are getting stronger in these good habits. Um, another way of looking at it is, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not just called to live on earth. We are called to rise up to heaven. Hmm. And, uh, you know, in heaven, it's only good habits. It's only holiness. It's only goodness sure. there. Uh, and so that is what we are called to. And so if we, if we uh, allow God to raise us up to those heights, uh, if we allow God to raise us up to live as though we were in heaven, 
those bad habits, they're going to start to wash away. They're going to start to erode. Uh, they're going to sure. lose their power. I think Monsignor James Shea once shared with, uh, in a story, a parish mission that I was at, um, had shared how um, one priest who was at Vatican Council II uh, had, had said, I believe he was questioned, so I'm paraphrasing, shouldn't have even cited anybody, but paraphrasing that, um, he was asked, what is one thing that people should take from all of the teachings that you think is, is, is most important for people to hear? And he stood up and said very resoundingly that the divinity of man, understanding that we are, we are, of course, man, but we are man, body, spirit beings, and we are therefore not just um, something to be uh, uh, regarded negatively and, and earthly, but we are something to be regarded heavenly. We are all called to heaven and to, to aspire to something greater. And there's a, there's a great prayer. Uh, m- most people probably don't hear it. Uh, perhaps the servers at Mass hear it. Uh, but it's a prayer that the priest will say under his breath. Uh, you know, By the mingling of this water and, and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Hmm. And that, that prayer, at least part of it, was actually used in uh, some of the prayers at Mass uh, re- recently for, for opening prayer uh, as, we, as we get right, right up close to Christmas. Sure. Um, because that's, that's what Christmas is about. It's, a, it's a reminding us. I mean, there, Christmas is about many things. It's, it's, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. We'll, 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 we'll get, get to the mystery to a little bit. Later on. <laughs> uh, but Jesus humbled himself to share in our humanity so that... We can share in God's name. It's not simply about following the law. It's about being divinized, hmm. becoming like God, becoming an adopted, adopted child of God, becoming a part of God's family. Not that we're replacing God by any means. We're not right. polytheists. Um, but God sure. wants us to be not just created in his image and likeness, but to share in his, in his hmm. being and who, who God is. Wow, wonderful. Well, please give us a call with your insights, your questions at 877-795-0122. Again, that number, and I'm just going to dial it for somebody. Okay, Google, dial 877-795-0122. If your phone is dialing that, it's um, it's <laughs> it's Google intervention yeah. <laughs> saying that you should give us a call. I'm not but sure it's, good, it's God's <laughs> will, but that's at least Michael's will. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so we do want to hear from you as listeners, and please uh, raise your questions to us. But um, I want to talk a little bit about one of these habits that a lot of good, faithful people talk about, Father, that they want to dive into during at the beginning of the new year in particular, but at any time they could, is maybe they want to start reading Scripture. And that, that, then they can be, in order to become more aware of God's will for their lives. How do we dive into the Bible in a good and healthy way? Well, there's there's a lot of different approaches that we can take to the Bible. Um, you know, whether it's it's individually or we can share with, share that opportunity with others. And I think when we when we share the opportunity to dive in the Bible with others, uh, there's there's a few things that ha- that happen. Number one, uh, you're not accountable only to yourself. Mm. Uh, you have others that uh, are either relying on you or you just simply enjoy spending time with them. Uh, but when, sure. when, if you get together in a group uh, to start studying the Bible, uh, there are so many resources out there. Sure. A lot of times people look at the Bible and they, they get frightened by the size, by the content, uh, by the, the fear of uh, misunderstanding what the, uh, what the Bible is. Sure. Um, and 
But when we when we have those opportunities, and, and there's a lot of different ways you could do it. You could look at a specific book of the Bible. You could get together and talk about the upcoming Sunday's uh, sure. scriptures. You could... Um, you know, go through Jeff Caven's Bible timeline. Uh, there are a number of different resources out there. Uh, and if you have an adult faith formation person, uh, you know, uh, maybe a youth uh, minister, parish, your sure. pastor, uh, some of your parish would be able to direct you uh, to any number of those ways uh, so, that, so that you're not alone. It could be really helpful. And we're going to continue to talk about those ideas, um, but we also want you to be involved in the conversation. 877-795-0122. We had one listener who uh, sent us a message and uh, we encourage you to do so via Facebook if you would like to. This listener wants to know, if God is everywhere, why do I need to go to church? So, Father, why church? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question and it's, it's one that I know comes up pretty regularly. Uh, you know, we can experience the presence of God everywhere, but, uh, but it's not that God is equally present everywhere. Hmm. Uh, when, when we talk about God being equally present everywhere, uh, that's what we call pantheism. Okay. Um, that's you know God. God is equally as present uh, in my phone as it as God is in a pencil, as God is in an ant, as God is in the Eucharist. Um, sure. You know, so that's pantheism. Okay. Uh, saying that God is equally present everywhere, and so uh, you know the the idea of of having places uh, where we are better able to encounter God's presence. I mean, it goes back, I don't know how long, uh, but it's, it is ancient. Sure. Um, and sometimes people could look at that and say, well, yes, it, the ancient religions had temples. The ancient mm-hmm. religions had uh, unique places, altars, where you could offer sacrifice. Um, uh, but we don't, we don't do that anymore. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. Uh, besides, when Jesus died on the cross, the uh, the um, the veil was torn in the temple, uh, you know, signifying uh, the the loss of uh, kind of the power of the temple. Uh, mm-hmm. You could look at it that way. But when when Jesus uh, tells us, "Behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age," he says that right at the end of the Gospels. Right. Uh, he is meaning that in a few different ways, and and we get that from. Uh, the Bible. Sure. Uh, was look at the Acts of the Apostles as we as we look at uh, you know the the later writings, whether it's you know, uh, Paul's writings or uh, John's writings. Um, we see that even after the resurrection, there are still indications of people gathering in a place, mm. in a particular place, uh, mm-hmm. where they could s- celebrate the agape meal. Sure. Um, and one of the reasons why we go to church, uh, the church ecclesia. Mm-hmm. simply means gathering. Hmm. Okay. Now, the, the way that we have chosen to do it, to have church buildings, you know, that, that, that's been, a, you know, a, in some ways, a decision that we have made. Early on, you would just get together at someone's house. Sure. But it would be a gathering of people. Okay. That, the, that the church, uh, there are unique times, there are special times, especially with the, the mm-hmm. Eucharist, the celebration of the sacraments, right. where we experience God's presence in a particular way, a way that Jesus himself handed on to us to experience that presence that he is with us always, even until the end of time. And so when we get together in church, uh, it, it does a couple of things. It takes us out of ourselves. Sure. Uh, that that's, uh, religion, faith, salvation it's not only between me and god mm-hmm. it is between me and god but not only uh and I, i've often seen it described as the cross 
you know, in the cross, we have that vertical uh, dimension oh, sure. of the relationship that yep. we have with God, but we also have the crossbar that connects us with one another. We were talking earlier about, you know, Master, when did we see you hungry and not feed you, naked and not clothe you? Uh, that Jesus does ask us to love our neighbor, to be in that relationship with our neighbor. And so we come together at church to be with our neighbor. It's one of the ways we love and support our neighbors by being there at church as together we worship God. And so you can call in and be a part of this conversation, 877-795-0122, or send us your message through Facebook, 877-795-0122 is the phone number. And I don't mean to cut you off with that, Father, but then, of course, beyond the physical place of the church and the reason that we are gathered together as one in a place that is holy and points us to the one sacrifice for all, there is, of course, the... um, the presence, the true presence, the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Um, And so when you say, true, God is present everywhere, but he is more abundantly present, is that how you phrased it, or more more directly present, he is present to us in the, what appears to be bread um, at the altar. He's there in his body and blood, soul and divinity. Yeah. Uh, He's totally, he's fully and really present in a way that we can see him. Uh, you know, as, as we look out in creation, you know, we can see God's gift, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily, it's not seeing God as directly as what we can see in the Eucharist. Sure. You know, when, when we are, uh, you know, listening to, um, you know, good music uh, that can lift up our hearts, but it's not the same as hearing the word of God in the scriptures sure. uh, and hearing them proclaimed as we do at church. Right. Um, yeah, and we, you know, I'll, I'll say another level of this too. Uh, many of us, many of us listening, go to, for instance, museums. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the different places. The the James J. Hill House, the uh, what's the one in Duluth, uh, the the Glensheen Mansion. Glensheen, yep. You know, you go to these places because you can feel the history that was there. Well, people also go to the Holy Land <laughs> to to journey in the footsteps of Jesus, or they go and they they they. Uh, do the the walk um, the the way of the Lord uh, that I'm now forgetting the stations of the cross the stations of the yeah. cross the as well as the one in via uh, the the one in Spain too um, oh Camino de Santiago Camino de Santiago you know I mean we walk that way to somehow identify and to draw closer well if we do that um, you don't have to go across the world in order to encounter Christ so deeply and so amazingly in a different way you can do that by going to your local parish and spend some time in adoration um and and i know that many churches have adoration times and um so so those i think are some of the reasons why um and we thank that person for sending in that question um on uh on why go to church and i would just offer one one more analogy uh you know uh, several years ago i was in ecuador uh studying spanish uh, during the world cup oh and, you know, when, when Ecuador was doing well, I mean, people were out in the streets uh, just, you know, in awe and wonder of what their team had done. Now, I wonder what would have happened if no one was at the stadium, hmm. there, you know, there weren't any TVs on, the game would have been played, Sure, but the impact would have been 
very minimal. Far less. You would have waited until it came out in the newspapers uh, or you saw it on the internet, and it just it would not be the same. You know, but I mean, pick your pick your favorite sport. You know, it it is different when you go to the stadium than when you're right there at home. There's a different experience that you have, and hmm. so that's part of going to church. Uh, it is the experience because sure. we are drawn out of ourselves in praise and worship of God. And that's one of the reasons that church exists, uh, so that we can be drawn out of ourselves and become more open to the Holy Spirit. Wow, I like that a lot. That's a great analogy. Um, and, and unlike those sporting events, when we go to witness the sacrifice, when we go to witness our Lord and Savior, we don't just get to watch, but we actually participate. We get to, we, we become players in that game. Um, right. we, we receive Jesus into us and he becomes one with us. So um, you can call in with your questions uh, that you have for Father Will Thompson, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, and you can be a part of this conversation. You know, Father, um, one of the those things too we were just talking about before that question came in um, about the Bible and ways that a person can dive into the Bible. You'd mentioned finding a Bible study is a good way to go. Um, and, and Jeff Cavins uh, and Ascension Press came out with the uh, Great Adventure Bible this year um, that follows that timeline. So not only is there the companion timeline that exists, but it's actually built within the, the, the Bible. So it's a, a neat uh, reference that I'm excited to take to dive into this year. Um, but what are some other ways that, that using the Bible, I mean, as Catholics, we historically, um, in, in our not-too-distant uh, past, really seem to be afraid of the Bible, even though it is explicitly present in the, every part of the Mass, right? Um, right. So how, how else can we be involved in the, the Bible? And yeah, how there was that time when it was well known that Catholics have the sacraments and Protestants have the Bible, and <laughs> that's the way it goes. But, uh, but we, do have, we do have both. Um, you know, as, as, we, as we dive into the Bible, uh, and I do encourage people to dive into the Bible. It, is, uh, it, it can be daunting, yes, but jump in. And I, I think one way that can be helpful to jump in is start with something that's a little bit more familiar to you. Start with the Gospels. Sure. Start with Acts of the Apostles. You know, start with the New Testament, or, or maybe start with your favorite Old Testament. You don't necessarily have to read it cover to cover. You can okay. jump around a little bit. And, sure. and I know if, if you Google how to read the Bible in one year, you'll find a few different suggestions on there. And some will even break it down to say, you read these chapters this day, these chapters this day. Sure. Um, makes it really easy to get through. But as you're going through, yes, there are going to be some passages that are going to be confusing. There are going to be some passages where you're not real sure, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and you can always ask around. You, know, sure. you can always talk to other people, uh, get other people trying to understand and, and figure those things out. Uh, there are commentaries on, on the Bible mm -hmm. uh, that really get into uh, what the, that passage is talking about. And those commentaries can take a few different approaches. Some take the historical critical approach to say, what did this mean in its time? Uh, where was it at? What, what was the geography? What was you know, the other history in the area that was right. going on? You know, it really, really puts it in a context. Um, but uh, there are a few different ways of interpreting the Bible. Uh, there is the literal sense. You know, what, what is this saying in itself? 
Uh, we can also look a little bit further to say uh, what is the uh, kind of allegorical uh, sense. What is um, uh, um, you know how does this point towards Jesus? Sure. Um, and those of you that know the senses of scripture, you know I got that one wrong. Uh, <laughs> I forget the exact the exact term right now. I just kind of go up to the top of my head. But there's also the spiritual sense, uh, the, the the and the moral sense. Sure. And the spiritual sense is really what is God speaking to me. You sure. Know? And if 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 you're receiving that and saying, yeah, but this seems contrary to the faith. Well, it might be. You know, uh, you know, okay. and that's, that's where you can talk, you know, uh, whether it's to your, to your pastor or someone that you trust a on spiritual, spiritual matters, sure. a spiritual director, um, they can help you with that. But then there's the moral sense of, you know, what does this mean for my activity? How do I live based off of this? Excellent. Well, we actually have a question from Bill, and I believe Bill is on the phone from Moorhead. Are you with us, Bill? Yes, I am, Michael. All right. Well, good to talk to you. Um, and you've got a question for a father uh, for this Straight Talk segment. It's, it's not so much a question. It's just something that I do, and I know many others do, too. We connected with a program called Curcio, and we meet on a weekly basis. And uh, it's a, we pray together and give each other mutual support and talk about situations, you know, that the gathering in small groups where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you can just... Uh, it helps you deal with your life, and and God is there with us, you know. And we pray, but we also, it's it's like maybe six, seven people get together, you know, and, and we'll meet on a weekly basis. And that type of thing has been very important in my life, and I've been doing that since 1993. Right, and Bill, you, uh, so anyway, I, I just wanted to bring that out. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and Bill called in just as anybody else can at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And um, Bill, are you still there with us on the line? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, so so if I if I remember right, you don't only go to perhaps just one of these gatherings. Sometimes you'll go to a couple in a week. Is that correct? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I mean, because we all know, I think, Father, that, that we get nurtured by one another. We need that support. And uh, thank you so much, Bill, for calling in with that comment on it. Go ahead, Father. Yeah, and, and Bill, Bill makes a great point. You know, as I was talking about why do I go to church, uh, I was looking at it more so from a uh, Eucharistic perspective, mm-hmm. uh, from a sacramental perspective. But yeah, Bill, Bill makes a great point that the church exists to bring us together in Christ and bring us to Christ together uh, so that you know, we're not doing this alone, whether it's the church thing or the Bible thing. Uh, we're, we're not alone. That's not what we're created for. Uh, that's Jesus gives us the church so that we can experience God's presence in one another. And one of the ways that that can happen is in small groups. Curcio mm-hmm. is a great example of those small groups that help to, uh, help to keep us developing and moving uh, closer to God in our faith. Right. And, and Bill, uh, go ahead. Doesn't, Father, don't you go to a small group of priests where you support each other like that on a regular basis? Yeah, yeah, we have pre-support groups uh, where you know we're able to talk about those things that you know, that we understand about each other. Right. Uh, that you know, I'm not afraid to talk to uh, parishioners uh, about what's going on, but you know, they won't understand everything. Um, or I know you know teams of Our Lady, uh, they they have mo- monthly get-togethers, and I'm sure we could go on and on of, mm-hmm. of different um, uh, you know ecclesial movements that are out there, like Community and Liberation. Um, uh, you know, we've got Curcio uh, teams, 
pre-support groups. Uh, we, we do that because we are not in this on our own. Absolutely. And, and we thank you very – oh, go ahead, Bill. No, that's all. Thanks, Michael. Bye, thank thank you thank you so much for being a part of the conversation um and, and you know it's, it's a joy to hear these familiar voices to me but <laughs> i'm sure if, you know that if somebody called in from rochester they might be familiar to you folks anytime that we have this straight talk segment we really want you to be a part of it because you enliven this conversation so much just as bill did so keep that number stored in your phone 877-795-0122 as we wrap things up you know i, I think father there there's a great awareness of prayer study and action that's how often how curcia looks at it you, you talk about what you're studying you talk about your prayer life and you talk about what are you going to do out there in the world so um, we've, we've got to get ready for another break here it's the top of the hour i see so we're going to step away for a couple of minutes and uh but coming up at the beginning of the next hour we're going to visit with that mystery guest he just joined us and so we've also got gifts to talk about some gifts that uh, maybe some people haven't unwrapped in their lives and uh, we've got a 10 minute tour and that proverbial car is going to be in park when we talk about some beer and some other things that you might find on tap all when we return on your Catholic radio station and online or on your Real Presence radio app. Stick with us right here on Real Presence Live.